Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Twitch the Votes. I am your host, Khalif Adams of the Spawn of Me podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us all day today. We've had so many wonderful conversations around social activism, around the Georgia runoffs. Uh, and we're going to have even cooler conversations today uh, with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. We have Brian Smalley here from Battle and Brew, the senior manager and marketing manager of that outfit. Brian, what the deal be? How you doing, fam? How's everything going? I'm good. I'm good. It's a uh, it's another great day in Georgia, and uh, you know, any day I'm up and about is a good day to me. I mean, first of all, you I have to to be mad at you for a quick second because you put the dopest, most beautiful food pictures on your Twitter timeline, and you make this big boy over here hungry all the time <laughs> with the stuff that yeah. you put out into the world. So thank you, and I'm mad at you at the same time for doing that wonderful service. That's a it's a collaborative effort between myself and uh, my younger brother, who's the head chef uh, here at Battle and Brew. Adam, he's he took over for me when I switched over um, to marketing manager. But you know, we we work together, uh, and we don't believe in what I call coward portions, which are uh, which are any 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 plate size that that I can eat in two bites is a coward portion, and I don't want it. That is reasonable. I, I am teamed no coward portions on that side too, as you can see from my shoulders and my neck. That those that I totally am working with it, uh, trying to make it happen in all the ways that I can. Um, one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on today, uh, of course, this whole event is around the Georgia runoffs. Uh, you know, we had the election happen earlier this year. Uh, we have finally gotten all the results in, all the results in have finally come through and we have ratified that that is going to be a thing. Um, I'm curious to hear, you know, you being from the area that we're kind of most focusing on in this afternoon's uh, programming, what's the conversation been in your circles around the election, around, you know, all the energy that's happened during that time? Uh, and what's been the thoughts around the kind of gaming crew that, that you roll with? Well, I mean, um, you know, I'm, uh, I think that, that the, the, the youth vote, uh, is overwhelmingly like, you know, electric, but also like it's progressive and, and it's pushing for that and it's wanting to go in that direction. But, um, I, it's a little disconcerting. The, the volume of, of chatter and the volume of like, of excitement was so much higher just to get a president and now like with warnock and asaf it has there is less excitement and there is less talk in you know georgia and it's like i i try to remind folks you know we still got to do this runoff this is still a big deal and it's it's kind of it's it is deeply personal for me as a person who was in the same church as the purdue family mm. my whole youth yeah we all went to the same church in marietta for you know the first 18 years of my life and so like i don't uh i have feelings i have feelings <laughs> about this election strong feelings and you know so i have uh i have a personal motivation to see uh the people i like elected um but it's it is uh it is interesting to see you know the the level of outreach from the left is so uh uh, it is an order of magnitude greater mm. to like in terms of just like saturation. The only time I hear stuff from the right 
is a really whack radio ad or uh, <laughs> uh, a YouTube commercial that's just like, who made this? Like, did, <laughs> did 2001 make a YouTube commercial? Um, they're just really bad stuff. Uh, and then someone, people keep leaving these postcards in my um, in my mailbox and in my whole neighborhood's mailbox. And I, I listen, I will say straight up, I live in a predominantly minority neighborhood yeah. um, in a poorer part of Georgia because I work in restaurants, man. It's not, yeah. you know, the this ain't the money. Uh, I do this for love. But like, they put postcards in my mailbox that are lies that are just straight up lies that say stuff like um you've been uh deregistered from the voting roll or yeah. your polling location has moved or you know any number of things uh they're just like ridiculous it's um and my, you know my, my significant other will pick those up out of the mail and hand them to me and i'm just like we should just this just goes in the trash I mean, yeah. we could cut this up and put it in the litter box great like but it's <laughs> absurd to me this is the first time ever in Georgia where I've had folks do that. And I've been here for a long time. I'm not a young man. And like, I just, uh, it's really absurd to see. Uh, and something, something I talk about a lot with people who aren't from Georgia or who, who have never been in the South is the, um, I don't want to, I don't want to call it xenophobia, but it, but it can be that way. Yeah. Um, but it is the way that Georgians are insular and Georgia is an insular state. Mm. Um, and, and we, uh, every, you know, this happened the last time Asif ran and the national, when the national politic movement, when the national poli political body moves into Georgia, all Georgians collectively kind of like wince and tense up mm. because we, you know, it's that, 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 uh, billion eyeballs on us. And then it starts infecting all of the things. And I know that there was people who voted against Asif last time. Mm -hmm. but because they didn't want folks from out of state getting in our business interesting and it's a real thing it's a real thing with georgians is like uh, you know we we take a, a lot of a flack <laughs> you know <laughs> like we we've been around for a long time i'm not saying we haven't made mistakes georgia historically lots of mistakes <laughs> that's a fact i've read the books but there is a level of like even on my side even for me i don't like the national attention i don't yeah. like people jumping in to my state with their opinions when they aren't from here and they don't know this place. And so I get that there is a lot of animosity whenever, you know, and as Southerners, we have to deal with, you know, that thing on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, the, the guy who made a TikTok from like California talking about how he would call right. constituents an Alpharetta. That is insult. It's so insulting. It's yeah. so like upsetting. No one in Alpharetta talks like that. First off, Alpharetta <laughs> is like a, wild diverse part of town it's like tech it's all tech businesses it's up in north atlanta like north north atlanta and if i heard someone talking like that i'd be like uh, what, did where are you get from teleported on the alpharetta what are you doing up there like that was like a super <laughs> mid it was a clownish um who's the racist cake lady that got in trouble oh paula i know you're talking about. it yeah. was like a, yeah, yeah it was like a paula dean accent and it's like that's just not something you hear in atlanta or north of atlanta like you don't hear me you don't hear me coming on here going well i do declare it is a, a hot day outside <laughs> very foghorn leghorn kind yeah. of stuff right yeah oh i do believe i've caught the vapors like it's just not <laughs> I, I just you know it's tough it's tough being in georgia it's tough being georgian in this scenario but i i, I do think that like it's it's more than ever it's on georgians like myself and it's on georgians who are like uh like my friend king williams and and other politically active georgians to like actually go 
and talk to people and say, hey, you need to vote. This is important. Yeah. And, and I think that that perspective is really important. And it's one of the reasons why I love the fact that we're doing this with New Georgia Project, right, is the fact that they they have those feet on the ground. They have been doing this work and understand all the nuances that go around in Georgia and all the in all the counties and all the in all the places. Um and I think that that is extremely important to be able to not only know your constituents in that way, but to know the differences between, you know, when you have that outside influence and when you have the folks who are kind of on the ground doing the work with the folks in, in those communities specifically. You know, you talked a little bit about that kind of national view on everything kind of in, in not only kind of infusing itself on Georgia and Georgians, but also how that kind of like makes folks not want to necessarily participate in the ways that we usually see that happen. And that coincides with, you know, you, the other thing you touched upon, which was the youth vote. And we've seen in the in the general election this year, the youth blew it out of the water when it came to galvanizing in terms of getting people together, in terms of, you know, getting out the vote and voting themselves. We are in this really interesting space within the video game community where we are constantly talking to and and hanging out and you know the, the cross collaboration with with the parts of that that demographic i know you talked a little bit about them not necessarily being as galvanized right now because it's now in like the president has kind of been picked and now we're doing this other runoff when again most folks don't really know how those runoffs work they don't know how those political uh, uh, parts of the system work what in the gaming specific circles and in, in, in across the folks you're seeing at Battle and Brew who are you know coming through patrons and things like that, um, I, I, it's a hard thing because you're you know you're in the restaurant business to be talking about politics, but I'm sure that stuff maybe comes up in some circles. What are the, some of the conversations you're hearing there uh, that may be super important for folks who are you know looking at this from not only a national perspective but from the political side of things that they need to know or like they should be hip to. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I've talked about it before, but I think that, like, um, because this is a smaller election, even though it's a local election, the importance on getting gamers aware of the candidates is more important than ever. And Asif actually had a, a lead on this last time with his whole, I wear Star Wars costumes. And, mm. you know, I'm a, I participate in parts of geek culture. Um, and so, like, Asif is known to you know, at least that portion of geeks and, and nerds or whatever. Um, uh, but like, and I don't mean that derogatorily, I'm yeah. a nerd. it's fine. Um, but like, yeah. So he has an advantage in that regard, especially against Purdue, who is some sort of Palpatine esque, like, uh, <laughs> you know, he's really living that up, especially today, if you've read the news, but like he, um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, War Warnock has to work harder and he needs to, and he's going to have to work a lot harder. And I can't, um, I can't speak on the experience of, of, of black people on in gaming or on mm. Twitch.tv, but I'm aware of it. Uh, I've seen how it is. And so for, for Warnock to be a pastor and a black man trying to endear himself to gamers, he has to work so much harder and he has to be that much more aggressive and like earnest. I think earnestness is a big part. I think that mm. the gamer, one of the things I've talked about a lot with in regards to our business and why we have stayed in business as a gaming restaurant and bar and a lot of other people have come and gone and failed is because we're earnest and sincere and earnestness and sincereness are so important for Twitch 
and for talking to to a smarter demographic of young people than we've ever had. You know, mm-hmm. every single demographic is smarter, but our technology advanced more in 20 years than it did in 400. And so our youth advanced at that, you know, not at that same rate, but damn sure faster. And they're clever and they're quick and they're not stupid and they're not going to be lied to. And so you have to really come in on their level. You need to get someone with you who is just as good and you need to like, you need to endear yourself and you need to talk to them uh, about the things they care about. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about the 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 damn tax loops and the tax breaks they don't i do obviously yeah. as a as a business person i care but like as a as a gamer they don't that's not their that's not their focus they want to know how are you dealing with uh data caps uh, mm. how is how are you dealing with how are you dealing with with our boy at the fcc you know how are you dealing with with ajit how are you dealing with with all these other things that they are doing with monopoly with facebook uh you know how are you dealing with those things those are the big ones that are going to get their attention because those are the things that they're interacting with and that they're worried about and the, and and i think that if you just sit there and go you should vote for me because you know, Kelly Loeffler took a bunch of money from the stock exchange, you know, in a not quite illegal way, allegedly, whatever, to, <laughs> you know, because she knew because she knew COVID was going to be a catastrophe. Right. They're going to go. They're going to go. Well, yeah, I mean, OK, but are you somehow like smarter than her or are you, you know, uh, do you have some sort of leverage? Do you have because le- it seems like what you're telling me is she has some sort of leverage in the stock market, and she may because she's married to the guy that runs the New York Stock Exchange, or because she's traded uh, on there illicitly or whatever. But like, you cannot just come in and accuse the other person, and then not also have some sort of clout on your, you know, you need a chip on your shoulder because you need to be able to prove that what you're going to do is better than what they've done. Yeah, and and I we've seen how many times this whole well he's evil has failed. We've yeah. seen this over and over again. Oh, but he's evil. Yeah. Not enough people care. You know, yeah. people root for Darth Vader. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the interesting part about all that is the fact that, like, one, you're absolutely right about the, the about, about how smart young people have, uh, are, how smart people are, um, and just how that earnestness is so important across all the things that we see now. We see with, you know, AOC when she was on Twitch just how for you know for better for worse and however you kind of think about her and the work that she does her she's earnest she's honest about who she is she consist continues to be really consistent in that messaging um i think of that from the 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 kind of local perspective of i remember very specifically you know i'm from new york i remember very specifically the people in my hood were the folks that i always were like all right so what do you think about this thing what you know? What's how's this kind of affecting you? What's the conversations you're having in your home? And it fa- it feels like that's always going to be the way that a lot of this works. This is that intimate relationship to the people that you have around you that gives you some good information and groundwork to be able to kind of build that stuff out. Um, I'm actually really interested in the, in the fact you you kind of brought up Madeline Brew in terms of the business aspect of that. I think that that's also super important too. When we are in still a, a national pandemic, we're still uh, trying to figure out ways to, to to dig out of the mess that that we find ourselves in. Um, from a business standpoint, you know, I am sure that you care a lot about who winds up getting into the office. That will absolutely affect you and your business and the way that you're able to conduct that and and continue to build what you've built. Uh, not only you know for your family, but for the gaming community. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about your thoughts about that 
angle on it. Um, you know, how has the kind of general uh, election kind of played into that? How's the pandemic played into that? And then how do you think that some of the, you know, the folks that we have who are going to be helping to or, or potentially winning this seat kind of affect you in the daily business that you do? Sure. Well, um, I mean, first and foremost, uh, Georgia has been uh, ransacked by COVID-19, yeah. as have most states. Um, Atlanta more so than probably the entire rest of the state put together. Um, we've had 50 plus restaurants close, like major restaurants in the city, 50 plus independent major restaurants have closed. That's not a small number. Mm -hmm. um, it's a significant number of people who have lost their jobs, significant number of people who have lost their um, their income and their, and their livelihood. And for, you know, for independent restaurant, restaurant owners, not these restaurant groups that own, you know, 17 restaurants, these are independent people who just put their whole life into these restaurants and they got nothing. They got, they got jack shit. They got no support, no help from the state after a certain point. Um, and they just got wrecked by COVID. And, you know, I would be lying if I said that, that Battle and Brew hasn't struggled through this. We have, mm -hmm. you've seen me trying to sell t-shirts on Twitter like it's my damn lifeblood and it's because it is. Like I gotta move some product. I have to sell some things. You know, we rebuilt the whole menu for curbside service. We built an entire outside 10,000 square foot area just for business. Like we, we, we have pushed so hard on all of the management here to like do our work. Hold on one second, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. This is this is the work of, of, of building a business. <laughs> this is yeah. what it is to work in a business. <laughs> I'm, I'm at I'm at work, y'all. Uh, voicemail, we'll get that. Yeah, it's all um, good. It's all good. But but we've you know we've been we've just worked so so damn hard that it, at this point I'm just like me personally I'm upset the defenestration went away after like the revolutions in Prague like I want to burn the whole thing down the whole system none of them helped us. None yeah. of them helped us. Like, yeah. like when you asked me who I want elected, I was like, anyone but the old people, anyone but the <laughs> old people in there. Get rid of all of them. I don't care how 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 uh, legendary or whatever, how big their legacy is. I don't care because they didn't do enough. Yeah. And so when I when I see that uh, stuff posed, I'm just like, none of these people did anything for me, and they didn't do anything for those other fifty plus restaurants, and they're still not doing anything. So why do I want them around? I don't care if they're leftists or rightists. Like if your focus as a Georgia politician mm. isn't on Georgians, if you are more concerned with a with building national credit or, you know, you know, getting yourself up for a bigger run, get out just go, go away. Get fired, get replaced. Yeah. Uh, because you you are you are antithetical to the values that I hold as a southerner, as a Georgian. Um and as a person, so yeah. so like, I want them gone. I want I want Purdue. Purdue is a legacy uh, family senator whose whose father and all these people. You know, his whole family is political. Get rid of them. We don't need dynasties. Like dynasties are. We don't need eunuchs or dynasties or monarchs or anyone to hold a seat who isn't going to work for the state. And if you're already in a position where your family is rich enough and powerful enough to just get a seat because of who you are, you should be sent to an island to rule that instead of <laughs> here. Get your own place off the coast, go enjoy your tree, and leave the rest <laughs> of us alone because we got bills to pay. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the hardest part, right? Is, 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 you know, me as a person who's literally across the, the, the country from you now and seeing the, the conversations that we've had here in Oregon, uh, while also then seeing all the stuff that's happening across the world, it is so weird to just understand how not good our government works in a lot of these ways. And I think that, you know, there is, uh, you know, I was hopeful and I'm still hopeful. Like, I, I don't want that to be a thing that I, that, you know, we're, we're talking real truth today, but I want to, I want to bookend that with a little bit of hope. I, you know, we're now going to be out of the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. We're going to move into the Biden administration, Biden Harris administration. And I feel like even with all the things that we know are going to be in play, because we're going to spend a lot of time doing a lot of catch up uh, to fix a lot of stuff that was, that was already previously broken and then that got demolished in that administration and now kind of get back to a reasonable sense of some kind of governance that plus the hope that during, you know, the work that we're doing here with Twitch the vote and hopefully in the runoff in Georgia, which again, I didn't expect Georgia to go blue. I heard a lot of conversations in that and in, in, on the run up to the election night and seeing now that we have a chance to potentially flip the Senate by getting someone in there. I'm actually pretty hopeful that if we do, we can start to kind of get things in a better direction. Um, do, do you know, are, are you hearing any of that kind of sentiment from folks in your circles too? Again, like it, it's, it's a little bit difficult because you know, your establishment is really set up to have people kind of sit down, eat, hang out, play games, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, since you've been connected to the gaming community in, in so many different ways that, those conversations are happening, plus conversations within the business space, right? Sure, do sure, do sure. folks feel like there's some 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 light at the end of the tunnel at this point? I know it's really hard, but is there definitely. any kind of light coming? Do you think? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it absolutely is a, a, a heavy burden uh, was you know slowed off our shoulders uh, begrudgingly, slowly, maybe a little too slowly. Um, but it's gone now. You know, it's like it's like we're done with that. Uh, we can at least fix some stuff. You know, yeah. you, you got the junk out of the house. Now you can just like mop and dust and sweep. Um, so yeah, there is hope. I mean, there, there's there's you know there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people smiling again, which is nice. Um, mm. But I do want to say that, like, Georgia turned blue on the back of 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 black people and mm-hmm. African Americans, a hundred percent. I I cannot overstate that every time Georgia has not turned blue, or has been red, or whatever, is the is the sole function of voter suppression and and disenfranchisement of voters. It is mm. it is as a Georgian, as a person who has identified as a Georgian for the thirty seven years I've been on this planet, every single time. Georgia is red. It is because black people have been suppressed or disenfranchised from voting. Mm. We have so many. It is, listen, is a large part of our population and not insignificant part, an important part. And when we, you know, we showed that when we enfranchise black people to vote and we get them to the polls and, and do the right thing by them, we see what the state's result is. And that is the biggest group in georgia that is underserved still um 
and and it's you know listen i work in restaurants and and there's kind of an understanding that that i i do interact with a lot of black people and a lot of african american people and i live in atlanta which i should shouldn't have to explain to people who know what atlanta is <laughs> right. like it's not this isn't you know i don't i'm not doing this for cred i i know who i'm talking to all yeah. the time and and it's important to tell them you know tell anyone you know hey this is who we got to vote for if you want things to get better. I, I talk to my dishwashers every single time. Hey, guys, you are a dishwasher. This is a job that I have to fill, and I want a person who enjoys themselves doing it to work here. But I would also love to see you be better in life and do better and get better and have a better life for yourself. And the only way we as a group can do this as a community is if we elect the people who pass the laws that fix the systems that, that I have to adhere to, that, that you have to adhere to, um, you know, syst uh, systemic problems require systemic change. Mm -hmm. And we can't get that change unless we talk, unless we as a group collaborate and make the changes. So, yeah. No, that's keep going. where I'm at. No, no, that's just what that's just where I'm at. Like I, I literally I I tell folks I'll do everything I can in my power to help you out, to help somebody out. But like at the end of the day, I'm one guy helping one other person. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not I don't have riches or wealth. I come from I come from low middle poverty and, and I do the best I can. And we me and my brother were lucky to learn how to cook from our family. because mm. uh, neither of us went to culinary school. I was in the army. Um, and he worked at Subway for like three, four years. So like, you know, it's not, there's, there's, you know, we're not lording over anybody. We're just trying to teach what we've learned. I've learned, you know, I've learned a ton from, from folks like Austin Walker on, yep. uh, on Twitter at Waypoint. I've learned so much from the people I'm, I talk to on Twitter that I just do the best I can to pair it down to my staff because, yeah. that's, you know, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that highly educated. I'm just really, really, really handsome. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. Um, but I, I think that the, the the part that you nailed in that conversation is again like, and we see this throughout most of the the conversations politically around the country is that the black vote is extremely important. We've seen that happen in so many races across the across the country this year. Um, one of the things I love about what the work that um, NGP New Georgia Project has been doing and all voting is local have been doing has just been around galvanizing that vote and trying to keep people on the rolls, getting more people into the conversation. Stacey Abrams with the work that she did, you know, and say Ufa with, with New Georgia, New Georgia project with all the other folks who are in that space in Georgia, making sure that, you know, when they see those postcards in the mail, that's like, you got off the rolls, making sure that those folks remember to go check the rolls to see like, am I still, am I still eligible to vote? in the state yeah. um last question for you before we before we get up out of here is more around kind of just the gaming community parts you know georgia is a huge spot for especially atlanta in terms of the fighting game community we see that that, that grouping is amazing uh and i love those cats uh down there and in a lot of conversations around you know the fighting game community is always about or it has been about for a long time the the kind of negative parts of the, the 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 energy that winds up being in those spaces because it's a you know you have a lot of folks who are like you're getting at each other you're fighting you're playing fighting games you got to pop off pop offs are great i love pop offs i think those are fantastic but the thing that ne that doesn't really get talked about a lot is one the diversity within that within that grouping of folks 
And two, all the positive stuff that that community has done over decade, a decade plus of work across the world to not only galvanize those those communities, but to build uh, and do charitable efforts. I've seen so many fighting game tournaments where, you know, those pots wind up going to the person who had to fly all the way out and couldn't get back. Like there's so many cool stories within the FGC about the way it works and how people are doing that stuff. How's the conversation been about things in the FGC down there uh, since, since everything has kind of gone down? Is it, has it, is it still pushing real strong or has has COVID kind of like done a disservice to you, to the community down there? Yeah. I mean, COVID, COVID has not discriminated on who it's, who it's decided to ruin uh, the day of or the year of, but uh, I do want to shout out to 404 Esports yeah. uh, and the day. Uh, I want to shout out to, to Pork Chop and them. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to Larry who runs Final Round. Uh, the Data Boys love the Data Boys. They're great. Um, mm-hmm. All the FGC folks in Atlanta, the Smash ATL Smash folks, um, uh, and like we have, we do have an enormous fighting game community in Atlanta. Probably the second largest or third largest fighting game community, uh, competing with uh, with California and New York yep. in terms of like just size and diversity. And Atlanta loves Tekken and Mortal Kombat. You know, we love <laughs> we love Tekken and we love Mortal Kombat. Um, and that's just how it's always been down here. And we have some really good anime fighters. Uh, Eshi is my buddy, and he's really good. But uh, we, we, you know, we um, the FGC stuff has been hard, man. It's been really hard. I know Larry had to cancel final round, and that hurt. Yeah, uh, that hurt. Final round, final round was already, you know, final round already has a hard time. Like final round operates on restaurant margins. It is thin, and he does his damnedest to put on a, a good show and a cool tournament in the south the biggest one in the southeast uh and it's a lot of work um and you know we got ceo and ceo taco are just those are our neighbors florida is not that far it's a six-hour drive for me to ceo taco or ceo um and so you know the southeast as a whole i can say has really really hurt uh by COVID, and the fgc uh, has needed all all the help they can get i know that um i want to say that um if you're local uh, and you want to play fighting games, you know, if you want to come up with your friends and play Smash, Battlebird is great. If you want to go and train against the best FGC players in the state, go to 404 Esports. They're they're down the street. They're good dudes, and that's where all the, that's where all the best Tekken players are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support the FGC online, go buy some swag from Javeli because he put up all that CEO swag on his website on the merchandise. And you know, I think that Atlanta will come back stronger and better than this uh than than ever from this i know that we'll have harada-san back down here again mm. to, to talk to and mikey will be back down here to talk to us about tekken because they're great i got to meet them it was amazing i was like i'm much taller than harada <laughs> but it's still really cool he's looking up at me with his sunglasses on inside and i'm just like dude you're so cool uh-huh. um but the you know the fgc is is a fighter these kids are fighters. These kids are, are born fighters, and I think that they will survive and be good. And I also think that they have their head on a swivel about this vote and stuff because yeah. they are so outspoken. They're so – I'm not going to say vitriolic because that's me. They are <laughs> are just they – are, they are opinionated, and they are willing to tell you exactly what they think, and they are honest to a fault. And I think that that is their uh, – I think that's in their favor. I think that they will. I think that they will do the right thing, uh, and I hope. And I, as from what I've seen in my circles, 
they are as talkative about it as I am. They love to see me go. I pop off on Twitter. They pop off in real life. <laughs> they love to see it. I love to see it. But I don't think I have to worry about them. I think that I know that they're going to do the right thing. Um, and, and I think that they are a very, very smart group of people. And I'm very proud of them as, a, as an old head, as a Street Fighter II you know, as a, as a Zangief <laughs> main for life, both aesthetically and in game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, fam, uh, our time is up for our segment for this show. Uh, give the folks at home a little bit of info about Battle and Bruce so when they go down to, to the GA, uh, they can come see y'all. Hey, do you want to know about Battle and Brew? <laughs> Battle and Brew is uh, the world's oldest video game bar and restaurant period bar none 15 years in the game undefeated unstoppable we have uh 88 inch big screen televisions we've got top of the line pc gaming we got uh cozy duo stations for you and your significant other to have a date and play some mario kart or whatever it is y'all want to play or mortal kombat you know what a lot of people don't want to play mortal kombat on dates you wouldn't expect it but they actually do <laughs> Uh, we have several love seats for that sort of thing because it's super popular to go on gaming dates now, which is awesome. Great part of the gaming culture that we get a unique view on. We got kids party areas if you want to do a kids party, a bar mitzvah, whatever it is you got going on. And it's private. And we, we sanitize uh, we sanitize so much and clean so much that, that uh, I am just like in a permanent state of like dry skin because we are cleaning we clean uh rigorously after every controller use every console use every television use every chair every couch every surface every table we are cleaning non-stop in the building for you know on our shifts 10 12 hours a day we are we are we do every check that is in the state for uh the state for restaurant guidelines and then we do like twice as many as that uh we temperature check all of our staff we enforce mask wearing for all of our staff we enforce uh gloves for all of our staff and we do curbside service and delivery on all four major delivery services uber eats doordash postmates and grubhub and our food is the best food in north atlanta we have the best fried chicken in georgia we have the best burger in sandy springs we won two awards this year best burger 2020 two time winner is uh the il classico burger at battle and brew uh we cannot be topped we cannot be stopped uh and i dare you to try i love it i love it i love it i love it you made me want some damn chicken right now i'm so bad i want some right now it's too early yeah no chicken you know i said it the other day do you know being being honest is having the self-fried chicken for a living because if you can't tell everyone that you're the best you can't say anything it's true it's true if your chicken is trash then you can't you can't you can't rock with that joint you can't have it out there i can't in the world. trust you <laughs> well fam thank you again for giving us that wonderful insight not only into battle and brew but into the state of georgia and in, in, in a very specific and intimate way again thank you for for hanging out with us this afternoon uh everybody here on twitch the vote we're gonna get up out of here for now we're gonna pass it over thank you so much for having us again i'm Kali from the spawn on me podcast and we'll see you soon